Avalos has done a great job prepping his team. You know, it just it, it seemed like uh, just want our guys to keep fighting through it. You know, there's plenty of mistakes made, but um, I think we were able to overcome it because of our belief and our trust in each other, and and uh, it just felt good to play play football and get a, get a win and, and, and make sure that uh, you know just get back to our identity, who we are. And, and uh, overall, I thought it was a good good game in all three phases. So, any questions? How did your program need this win? Um. I'm not really focused on the results. I know that's what everybody wants to harp on, but I see growth and I see um, progress. And uh, regardless of the results, I have to find ways for us to improve. And I think we have improved, you know, and, and it's not probably enough for, for people to see it, but I think sometimes success can mask some deficiencies, and, and uh, I think we're on our way to fixing all of that. So um, just happy that we got the win and just got to keep it rolling. Love you guys! But how grateful and impactful was the defense tonight of how they stopped the run? Yeah, I, I, the thing that I liked about the defense was the, the just the the answers to the mistakes and when it could have been easy just to put your head down and say, oh, no, here we go. You know, it's because, uh, I mean, there, there are some untimely mistakes with, with turnovers and then also uh, not converting fourth down. Um, but our, our guys, they just believe in each other. We ask them to just keep working, and uh, that, that's just that's just how we focus on, 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 on as a team. And really happy with the leadership on the team and the coaches and so these guys did a great job uh, just sticking with it and just fighting to the bitter end. Coach, what did you guys see as far as uh, coming in the game game planning for Boise State's defense? Uh, you yeah. know, second in the country and you guys were able to get so many yards against them. Yeah, I think the uh, you know, the credit to, to the offensive staff for, for how, I mean, maybe the short yardage stuff, that can overshadow a lot of the, the good things that we did offensively and I, I think um, we just start to see Jaron was really comfortable with the offense and making some good throws. Uh, we were to, you know, get a, a run game established uh, to, to give us some work on our play action passes. So I think we were able to stay balanced. That was a key. But uh, Boise State, you see on film, their, their defense is fantastic. I mean, that's we knew that it was going to be a struggle, and we knew it'd be there'll be some tough sledding. But we just keep sticking with it and stay aggressive. It should work out in our favor. Lonnie, how impressed were you? How impressed were you with uh, Falau's uh, performance tonight? Yeah, yeah. Falau, Hinkley, uh, Ropati, uh, he's just waiting for his time, for his, his moment, and, and I think he took every advantage of it. So really proud of him, you know, throughout the um, throughout the time where he's just waiting for his number to be called. I think it could have been easy for him to be discouraged, but uh, that guy stuck with it, works hard, and believes in this team, loves his, his role in this team, and, and uh, obviously he had a much bigger role now, and, and uh, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to stop him from getting on the field now. Message at halftime when you went in tied, even though you dominated the first half. Yeah, we just talk about just sticking with it. I mean, there's there's some mistakes. I, th I think it would be easy to get down, especially after the uh, the uh, you know being that close to the end zone, not converting. Um, but just want to let them know that we're going to be aggressive and play play our style of football, and uh, we'll have a chance to win this game. And that's that's what it came down to. The, the leaders already started talking to the team, so I don't think there's really much I had to add into it. These I have great leaders on this team and great young men. What explanation did the refs give you at the end of that uh, second quarter that that had uh, run by Bobini? Uh, on the what was that, that the, the last play of the second yeah, quarter? I, I don't know. I can't see it. I, I, I wasn't able to see it, but I, I think um, maybe we we should have a, a camera on the goal line at every game. That would probably be really helpful. But um, I think for what they're seeing, they, they're just calling the game like how they see it, and, and uh, that's okay. I, I don't have a problem with it. I obviously I wish I had, all the stuff went in our favor, but. Um, 
this this crew, this ref crew, did, did I mean, they, they do a great job communicating, and, and all, all the refs that we've been involved with this year have done a great job, so I I no complaints about, about the, the, and their explanation to me is great communication, so um, I'm, I'm, I appreciate the, them explaining things to me, and even though we're not happy about it, it's okay, we, we can move on, because I think they're calling it as fair as they can. Jaron Hall looked really comfortable tonight. We saw him use his legs a lot, especially in the past two games. Is that something you guys were talking to him that hey, you need to extend plays a little bit more? Yeah, I think we just want to see Jaron do his his thing. You know, I don't think it needs me or A Rod or anybody else to tell him. He knows exactly what he can do, and uh, and just letting him just letting him do it. And I think that's the key. I think he, uh, you know, the the, the the last play going to Puka, I can't blame him. You know, but he, he's just. You just have to trust him, trust the players, and, and uh, I think he did a great job tonight. And, and that's we, we just need him to be himself and, and just trust him more. Is that the ball in Puka's play, um, the, the fourth down play? The, the defense? No, no, the, the, the one where um, Puka scored. Well, he has some options, but I think Jaron just took the first one he liked the most, which is just go to Puka. You did get the ball in Puka's hands a lot. Was that a, yeah. a priority? He's one of the best players in college football, so we have to do that. And, and um, he attracts so much attention that it opens up stuff for everybody else. And the receivers have done a great job. Titans, those guys do a great job of blocking downfield. That's that, I don't think people understand the value of our team blocking downfield and the receivers and Puka's leading the charge. But him relishing his role opens stuff up for Cosper and and for Keanu and, and you know for Chase and all the others. So uh, just just really happy that that uh, our offensive staff used used him correctly and allowed uh, Jaron to spread the ball out, and then we, we kept them on their heels a little bit, just ha- being able to play balanced football. What have you done with this defense, Kalani, to make such a kind of 180 from a couple weeks ago? I don't know. I don't know if it's anything I'm doing. I just think that uh, trusting the players more and believing in them, and then uh, just trying to play fundamental sound football. That's what we're trying to do. I think we 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 missed didn't miss as many tackles as before, and I think some of the big plays happened because we missed tackles, and we're just going to keep working on that. We have a a bye week now, next week, and so uh, we have to use that week to get better in the fundamentals, and then just keep working hard. That, that's that's the goal. This last question: What can you say about the emotion in in this uh, locker room right now, and what this means for the program going forward? Yeah, I think we're one step closer to, to extending the season and getting those valuable practices, and that that's important for us to develop our young men, and um, so that that's that's the thing. And our players, you know, when when we're going through that slump. Um, I think we just reminded them that winning's hard, and and not to um, not to ever take it for granted. And so just remember this feeling: stay humble, stay hungry, and let's let's get ready for the next one. Thank you. Was that? Was Miles Davis banged up at all tonight, or was just other guys being productive? Everybody's banged up right now. I mean, we went we went ten uh, weeks straight with playing. We, we play our FCS team next next week after the bye. So. It was, it was really rough on a lot of the guys, so not everybody's 100%, but we'll take advantage of the next week, get closer to 100%, and be ready for Utah Tech when they come to our senior night, our senior day game. Right, yeah, he's hopefully. Yeah, n- n- I, I would tell you guys on Monday for season ending. Yeah. No, they want Puka. Puka's better looking, guys. He's better for the cameras. Oh, there we go. Coach. Yes. All right. Hey, sorry, I threw it down a little bit early. It's uh, We're going to do our best to make it through tonight. Greg, boy, Coach, you would have been so proud of him. He played hurt. His voice was hanging on by a thread. And right as he called that final fourth down, that thread broke. And so uh, you're oh. riding solo with just Riley tonight. Okay. Well, Greg's listening, though. He might, <laughs> he might wheeze in a word or two. Greg's never sounded better. 
<laughs> I'm joking. It's, it's, it's bad, man. I got, I got nothing left. <laughs> Greg, uh, no one can ever accuse you of not giving it your all, man. That's right. Literally. Uh, <laughs> a lot like your team, Coach, the la- uh, through this four-game rough stretch that's, uh, stretch that's been so you know widely documented and talked mm-hmm. about and everybody's sharing their opinions, you kept uh, a simple theme that we are looking for fighters. Looks like you found some here tonight. Yeah, and th- they've been fighting this entire time. You just, I know everybody wants to look at the, the result. And um, that's what they keep, you know, harping on. But I'm uh, really proud of our players and the, the progress of the belief in themselves. And and even when things are getting really rough, they they just stuck to it. The resiliency on our team, it's amazing. So I appreciate our coaches and our players and our leadership on our team. And um, you know, look look at Hinkley, Hinkley Rapati, you know, and the things that he was able to do. And and if he was just sulking and feeling sorry for himself, he would never be ready for this moment. And so that's just. I have 122 other guys on the team that do that. They they just work hard and and um, you know and and if you keep keep at it, things will things will turn eventually. But uh, they're in the they're in the locker room after the game, just just so excited and being one step closer to being in a bowl game. They're they're, they're really excited about that moment. Coach, we talked a lot this uh, during the broadcast about just how rare it is for any team to come into Boise and Albertson Stadium and come away with a win. But I think for our listeners to really appreciate it, it would help to come from someone like you who's uh, made their profession uh, college football. What is it about this Boise State program or or this Albertson Stadium that makes makes it so difficult to win? And how did you guys overcome that here tonight? Well, they, they definitely have an identity and a brand that they, they, they love to play to. And, uh, you know, their defense nationally ranked in so many categories overall, the number two. And so I think they, they knew going into this game that's what they're going to try to hang their hat on and and uh, basically dare anybody to come and disrupt them. And that that's something that we had to, you know, that's the challenge. And, uh, you know, four teams before us couldn't do it to them. And, and uh, you know, it was our chance to do it. And I think we had our moments. I think they, they, they show how tough they are as a team and as a program. Uh, their fans are awesome. They give them good good support. But you know, I, I'm excited about the fans that came here and sh- showed us support and showed us love. That was uh, that was uh, as always. Just appreciate them so much and and uh, just being just believing in our players and loving us. And that's that's a that's a big part of why we play. But the, yeah, the game the game itself was a lot of fun. But it didn't didn't always go perfect. You know, I think there's a in my mind I saw things a little bit differently. I, I thought we could really dominate and do some good things. Um, but the uh, the guys never gave up, and they kept believing in each other. And no matter what mistakes came our way, or however the the replay was gonna was gonna give us the play or not, you know. But um, it, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun and a great experience. I'm gonna ask you to continue to maybe elaborate on that belief, especially with the way that the the first half, especially the second quarter, went. So two interceptions in the first half, but not just two interceptions; both of them happening. One happening in the red zone, the other one happening in the actual end zone, um, you, where your receiver was able to get his hands on the ball. And then, of course, the fourth down. I, I, I'm gonna say controversially comes up short. I I got to be honest how they justified saying that that ball didn't break the plane I'll never know but you think a team that's lost four straight on the road is going to go into the locker room feeling deflated yet you guys came out and even after Boise first drive of the second half marches right down the field and puts an end zone in but that your guys seemed undeterred uh, to what do you attribute that well they just that's how they've always been and and I know people are easy to question the players um then they're not in the locker room they're not they're not at the practices or the lifts and they're not in the meetings and so 
um, to be able to believe in yourself when 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 it's easy to not because everybody else is is um, is is in that you know a negative light. I think what we're able to do is stay positive, keep working, and focus on the progress that you are able to see. And then then we can't brag about the, some of the progress we're doing because nobody wants to hear about progress when you're losing. They they just want to hear about when you're winning. And so uh, the, the the culture, everything that we've been talking about. Uh, came into question so many different ways, and these young men—they're in social media. I can't sit there and tell them not to do it, but they're in it. But I, just, I, I appreciate them not giving uh, the the negative forces any um, any ability to, to disrupt their belief and their faith in what's going on, and, and that's in this team. And uh, th- there's a lot of outside noise that can disrupt your faith in God too, and and they stick with it. So. They're a resilient bunch. They've been that way. Uh, they, I got them that way because of the way they were raised from their parents. And so and that's something that we look into when we recruit. And we keep building off of that. And I just want to keep them on the path that their parents set them on. And so it's nothing brilliant that I'm doing. I'm just I'm just continuing what their mom and dad already did in the home. And it, it works in football just like it does in, in, in testimony and in life. 31-28, the BYU Cougars defeat the Boise State Broncos. We've got Coach Kalani Satake with us for one more segment. So stay with us on the other side of the break here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now, back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We're back on the Larry H. Miller Cougar Post Game Coaches Show, and uh, we'll start off our second segment here with Coach Sitake with an economic partner's valuable stat of the game. Whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes, when your business needs evaluation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. The value stat, valuable stat of the game is 27. 27 BYU first downs against a Boise State team, allowing only... 11 and a half first downs per game coming into tonight. Coach, I'll give you a comment on that. More than doubled up their season average. Well, I just uh, I think we felt good about the matchup. We just we um we feel good about our our offense with every, with a lot of matchups, you know. And and you're looking at the teams that we've played. Um they're doing some good things out there in college football. Um you know, I just heard about Notre Dame score and other things. So um, you know, I think. Uh, Did you hear the Liberty news? Sorry yeah, to interrupt. Yeah, I heard yeah. that too. So, but but uh, we knew that. Just nobody wants to keep talking about it. But we, yeah. you have to give other people credit for for when when it's their when when it's due to them. But at the same time, uh, we're capable of, of making some big plays and doing some things ourselves too. And if we can play error free, meaning not make these catastrophic mistakes, I think sometimes the turnovers can be catastrophic if you let it. But I just like the way our defense responded after the the response after turnovers and and the the fact that our our coaches kept believing in Jaron to keep throwing the ball, you know, like hey just keep threading the needle, keep doing. It. And we had some they they made some really tight coverage plays and we had some that were knocked out in PBUs, but uh Jaron's still going after them. Even though tight coverage was there, he was still going after them and I I really like that from him. 
Coach, uh, Pukunakua, 14 catches, 157, two touchdowns. You mentioned in your post-game press conference that he, that you believe, and I mean, I don't think many would challenge you on this belief, that he's one of the top players in college football. So for our listeners out there that, that are aspiring to be the next Pukunakua, what uh, do they need to be doing to be developing all the attributes both on and off the field, especially leadership? To me, as impressed as I was with the catches and the runs and everything, it, it was the way that he was doing it and the way that it inspired his teammates around him well if, if you want to know how to be like puka practice hard Th- this guy doesn't know how to do a walkthrough because he cannot just go slow and so when he's out there on the practice field he's going i worry because he, he's just so intense and just practices so hard i've never seen i just don't see this in in a lot of people but you know we had a lot of great players that that practice hard but this guy just He'll he'll wear himself out. We have these GPS trackers that kind of gauge, because we have to. We have to gauge how much um, how much uh, his fatigue level and how much energy he's he's putting out there. And, and he basically works himself to complete exhaustion every day at practice. And and then you watch him play in the games, and that's why you don't see a, a change in his demeanor, in his speed, in his tempo. Um, you know, you see, he just works completely hard all the time, and, and I appreciate that about him. And and because he does that, everybody else does it because they follow his example. So, uh, one of the things that was so impressive tonight for me, and they look, they got their successful rush plays at times, but you held Boise to thirty rushes on a hundred and or thirty rushes, hundred and four yards at three point five a carry, while also still not uh, you were stout enough against the run, and also not giving up many explosives in the in the pass game. Um, to what do you attribute that effort by your defensive front seven? Just working on the fundamentals and the simple things. Um, Understanding the 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 leverage where the help is coming from, uh, taking proper angles, all that stuff. It takes work, and and um, when you have a bunch of guys that are banged up and hurt and not a hundred percent, it's hard to practice all that. And and um, you know we've had some youth in there, and, and they're they're growing up really fast, and then they're making more plays and making more tackles, and uh, that that's happening. I think a lot of what I'm impressed with is the, the, a lot of the run. I mean, we let the quarterback out quite a bit and he, he gained a lot of scramble yards but um never really gave them anything really big uh and then you know i, I liked our man coverage i like our, our pressures i like the stuff that we were able to mix up with him and um but the guys when it comes down to it it comes usually comes down to the fundamentals and our, our team blocked better than they did tonight we we ran to the ball better than they did we tackled better and that that's that's the result so, Coach, speaking of fundamentals, I want to take a moment and talk about the fundamentals of uh, composing a schedule. Uh, your bye week's coming after you play 10 games in a row. Obviously, that's not ideal. Entering a conference next year, uh, and maybe this is something you know, maybe this is something that the athletic director takes care of, but you don't see many other teams, most of which being in conferences, with their bye week being this late in the team. Is this a byproduct of independence, and is that something that will change when BYU gets into the Big 12? conference yeah definitely and 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 i i appreciate our administration tom homo and 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 his staff for putting together a schedule through the whole independent era that's that's not easy to do and i appreciate the people that have played us every year like the rivals that we have like boise state utah state utah in some years and um and but being able to do that sometimes you have to you know we we play a front-loaded schedule 
that becomes difficult. And so nothing against the FCS opponent, but most teams play in a non-conference schedule, play the FCS opponent in the first three or four games. And then they get a bye, you know, three or four games after that. And then, and then they can finish and, and, and you know, push to the end. And um, we've had situations where we know we're going 10 in a, in a row and then we have a bye and then we play our FCS opponent next week and then we play Stanford. So it's a little different. And, and because it's different, it, it's different than anybody else. It's unique. I don't think anybody else in college football is doing it like us. But this is the last year of, of it happening, and, and I think we'll go right back to where everybody else is doing. But I like the mindset of just being ready, make sure that we're ready every week. And, and uh, I know the results weren't like how we wanted the entire season, but the approach and the, the mindset of our guys I've really appreciated. And that, that's because we've had to be flexible with the schedule. You add COVID year to that, and, and that's just uh, the one thing that I can say is we appreciate playing football and, and however it may come. And, uh, you know, we're excited that it's going to be back to a little bit more normal next year. But this year we have two more to finish before we can earn the, the, the last one, which we're really excited about. You talk about the mindset of your players. Uh, I know our, all of our fans love to hear from you and uh, I think help them with their mindset with what uh, what is this team playing for with the remainder. I mean, obviously there's you want to go one and know, but are guys playing to improve their chance at playing at the next level or, or is trying to win win out and improve the ball game that you get to? What is this BYU, this 2022 team playing for with only two games left on the regular season schedule? schedule and a likely bowl bid coming in the postseason so much to play for so much and and i know they're not all conference accolades and things like that but um these guys know that that they appreciate the, the opportunity to play the game um but you know we have a, a a game now after the bye week where we get this our last game for our seniors and so um Let's give them. Let's give them a good moment. Let's, uh, this for our fans to come in and be in Lavelle Edwards one more time this season, and and uh, send our seniors off the right way with a win. And and then that focus is going to be there. And then if you talk about the next the next game, um, I don't know if BYU's ever beaten Stanford, you know, um, but this is a good chance for us to play another P5 opponent and um, to keep improving. And this is probably the only time I'll ever talk about the other part of the season. So I'm focused on on Utah Tech, but. We know that that game's coming up at the end, and, and it's Thanksgiving week, a lot to be grateful for. And then uh, hopefully, you know, things go well. We, we earn the right to, to extend our season. That's more time spent together. Be appreciative of the bowl game that we get to play in. Uh, attack that game because we didn't, we didn't have a, a, the result that we wanted last bowl game. And, and, and just, just more than anything, just show more gratitude and appreciation for what we get to do and how we get to do it. And I'm, I'm proud of our players and the platform that they uh, are able to use their platform to help others and to serve others. Um, it's just a lot of fun, even though the results, everybody wishes we could be way better as the record goes. But these guys love the fans, and they love playing the game, and they love representing BYU and their loved ones. And so uh, a lot a lot to play for still. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time that you've spent with us. But like Kurt Gibson coming off the bench uh, way back in 1988 for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Greg's red light is on. And his headset is on, so i got to believe he wants to take a couple swings at the plate if you've got a few more seconds. Anything for Greg. It's going to be a bunt single is what it's going to be. So um, two things. Uh, you're right, Kalani, BYU's 0-2 against Stanford. So you have a chance to work on that. And then secondly, finally, just congratulations to you and the boys on, on a big win and, and heading into the bye the right way. And I miss talking to you tonight, but we'll do more of it down the line, I'm sure. 
appreciate it. And your voice sounds great, by the way. <laughs> get, get the guy some chicken noodle soup, and let's get Greg back to normal. Ten weeks was hard on Greg, too, guys. So, you know, let's get him back. But, Greg, love you. Appreciate you, you and Riley and Mitch and the group. And you guys do a great job. So thank you for everything. It feels good to win. We'll never take it for granted ever again. But let's keep building on it because we want to we send the seniors off the right way. All right. Safe That's travels fine. home, Coach. Congrats. Thanks, guys. Yep.